Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Wine, Women, and Sports. Hasn't been done in a while because there hasn't been much sports. And for us, not a lot of women. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and and finally back here with Danny sharing the the spotlight, sharing the spotlight with Danny. Um, Been a long time, so so awesome. Um, Today, Awesome guest. Can't wait to, to talk to her. We have Caitlin Reese. And yes, that is Reese, like Reese Weatherspoon. She wanted us to make sure we said it right. So get it right. Remember that. Uh, Reese, Reese is awesome. She works in, at a lot of places in hockey, in the hockey industry. Um, she is, I mean, her list, her list is insane that I have to look at it because I wrote it down, but <laughs> there's just a lot. There is a lot. Uh, yeah, Caitlin's from Philadelphia. She works in the hockey industry. Like I said, she's at several hockey companies like Hockey Wraparound, uh, Hockey Rewards, We Live Hockey. Uh, and she's also a producer on Geeks Who Like Sports. It's a podcast, guys. Check it out. Those guys are awesome on there. And she works hard to help those guys out. So check it out. Uh, Caitlin, how are we doing today? Doing great today, Donnie. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously. Yeah, no, awesome. And and this is Caitlin's first, it's, it's funny, she's a producer on a podcast, but this is her first ever live podcast to come on a podcast. So how does that feel? <laughs> it's, it's exciting. I'm actually really excited for this. Um, I just, I just finished up my degree and it's not in anything that I'm doing. So this is definitely a good transition into everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you, and you finished your degree online, correct? Because of this whole COVID nonsense. Yeah. So unfortunately I was, I was actually an education major and I was in my student teaching semester when everything kind of shut down. So Mm. what that looks like is I had 12 weeks worth of teaching that I had to do and I was limited to nine. Um, actually longer than 12, more like 15 weeks. And yeah, so I was limited to nine and we wound up finishing it as a group just online. They found some alternate ways for us to meet all of our criteria and we finished with flying colors. So, well, congratulations. Round of applause for, for finishing up through a, through a tough situation. That's awesome. Got to hand it to you. Um, yeah. So, so one of the things that stand out and, and on your, ever-growing uh, list of, of things that you do in your resume is you also coach uh, youth softball, correct? Yes. Or yes. volunteer your time or so. So, I mean, that's one of the things we, we like to do uh, here on Wine, Women, and Sports. We like to get you ladies on, talk a little bit about how you feel in the industry and, and what sports means to you and, and what you, you do within sports. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Like, have you been playing softball your whole life? Uh, is that something that you're extremely passionate about? Yeah. So I actually, I just turned 23. Um, and I've been playing softball since I was about 11. Um, oh, wow. I've got a younger sister who's 12 years old and her travel team, um, needed a woman, a woman coach. So I hopped on board this past season and it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, having a sister on the team is one thing. Um, it's a lot different dynamic than being a parent of a kid on the team. 
um, I, I get to see the kids and their personalities differently. So like they're all mini clones of their parents, which <laughs> can be crazy. Oh, um, cool. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And, and do you, do you ride your sister a bit when she's not playing well or try to try to rag on her to try to get her going? Or is that like the bond that you guys have? Or do you, do you play the more conservative role when you're out there on the field with her? Yeah. So with the whole, with the whole team, really, I try to keep it fair um, with my sister. I don't, I don't want to be on her the whole time. I consider all 12 of them, my little sisters. Okay. So it's really, it's difficult because they're 12 and they're girls. <laughs> so to motivate a bunch of 12 year old girls is definitely pretty hard to do. Um, I've been following. So Lee, uh, my friend that I work with uh, through hockey wraparound and we live hockey. He actually has, he's a coach who coaches coaches, if oh, that wow. makes any sense. So no, he yeah, teaches absolutely. team bonding. That's his like big thing that he does. So, so I really, I follow his methods in that he has a book called win and that is just creating the championship culture and teaching coaches how to do that within their team. So I've been following that with these kids, but you know, if you were to look at them, they are 12, but there, there's two of them that are just about six foot tall at the age of 12, which is insane. And then the rest of them are just very scrappy ball players that you could just from a glance, like you could look at and say, these kids are destined for something great. That's awesome. I mean, I know what it's like trying to motivate a 12 year old. I have a 13 year old daughter and, uh, yeah, motivation is hard. She plays softball as well. She just got into it though. I want to say, I want to say three years ago. Uh, but um, she's actually pretty good. I, I can't complain. Um, of course she is. <laughs> but but I mean, to me she is obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, I totally understand. Uh, motivating uh, 12, 13 year olds can be uh, trying at times. Yeah, 100%. and I mean, they're, they're girls too. So that's even harder at times. I mean, think about being 12 and a female and middle school age. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't put myself in the shoes, but I, like I said, having a, a 12, 13 year old daughter, I 100% understand. Trust yeah. me. Um, but that's awesome though. And I mean, I mean, and I'm assuming you, you, you played for, for a long time. You played since you said you were 11. Yes. Uh, I actually, it? I finished up my college career last year. Um, oh wow! I did play in college. You did play in college. What position? I was a catcher, and then oh. my sophomore year of college, I transitioned to first base. Oh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I baseball, softball. I mean, I understand softball is a little different game. Uh, I, as as a thirty seven year old old man, that's I play slow pitch softball now. <laughs> so, yeah, great. From from hockey, my whole life to slow pitch softball. That's that's the degrading. Uh, that's how far we've come. Oh, you know, I got to see it. We got to see it. He uh, played. He the, played. The, our company had a, like a softball team, and um, you know, between all the older dudes and and the fact that I've I've never played any kind of baseball after twelve, it's pretty bad for me. Pretty bad. And he's Cuban. Yeah, I I, I should really I should really yeah. <laughs> he should be in the majors. Yeah, man. Talk about destined for non greatness, man. I Absolutely didn't live up to my name for sure. <laughs> So, so one, one thing I wanted to, uh, to touch on, um, you work in hockey, you do all that. So obviously hockey is coming back in 
just a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm so excited. We have exhibition games July 28th and the 29th. Hockey season starts August 1st. So I have to ask you, and, and, and knowing that I'm going to assume, and I know this, but the viewers and, and listeners don't, that you are a Flyers fan. Yes, they are my home that, team. <laughs> that, hurts, that hurts my feelings, but we won't get into that. Why? Because being from New York and a Ranger fan, talking to someone who's a Flyers fan, we're keeping this PG today. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice, but, nice, nice. But we do want to know, with your mind, not your heart, because I'll do the same thing, who, who do you have as a dark horse and who do you pick to win the Cup this year in this playoff-style format? You know, the Islanders were really picking back up at the end of the, at the break there. Um, they were really starting to come back strong. So they're always <laughs> an option. Um, that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you caught me. No. But no, I, I do mean that. Um, with Igor being healthy again, because he was in that car crash, Yeah. Um, they should be able to make some noise there. Uh, that's you guys. That's right? us. Yeah, yeah, that's you guys. Your closet ranger. Uh, Let's see, I see that. No, I know. no, no, no. I was going to start with Colorado, actually, but yeah. they're, you know, it's really, it's hard to tell because you have so many guys that were hurt when we braked and when, when we broke and now everybody should be come, coming back healthy with the exception, of course, for Shane Gossespierre, who decided to have knee surgery seven weeks ago, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, at least you'll have him back. I mean, I, and, and even still, you don't know if you'll have him back because I think now what they're saying is so, and this is something else I wanted to talk to you about. And, and I talked about this on my, my hockey show this Sunday and being the hockey person that you are. Um, what do you think of the landscape now of hockey? Because now, okay, so you're looking at obviously COVID put a stop four months, starting back up August. If the Stanley Cup finals go seven games, the last game, of the season will be technically when the first game of the 2020, 2021 season was supposed to start on October 4th. So now they're saying the first game of that season won't begin until probably before Christmas. So you're looking at anywhere within the first two weeks of December, right? Yeah. So what does that mean for the landscape of hockey as we know it? We're looking at, you know, me and you who have, watched hockey and understood hockey our whole lives starts in October ends in June off season draft off season free agents in July training camp in September that's not gonna happen and I want to know your take on what you think how they're going to roll that back to get back on track for the next couple seasons do you think they're going to just skip the all-star game next year and push through play 82 games and try to get the playoffs in starting at the beginning of April? Yeah. What, you what's know, your take on that? I was talking to somebody who worked down at the Wells Fargo Center, and he's doing well um, despite the fact that it's not open. And he actually said that there were people who walked in on meetings that they were talking about this exact topic. <laughs> and they were actually looking into starting the season later from what he was telling me. Um, regardless of the shutdown. So I think that they already have a plan in place, um, regardless of COVID, to start in December, which would be definitely interesting. Um, it is a winter sport. 
So the fact that it starts in October now is, it, it's interesting because it goes through the winter, but mm -hmm. I think that there's definitely going to be something to look at as far as starting in the winter. Yeah, I mean, they say, that, you know, yeah, obviously hockey's a winter sport, but if you look at how, especially now, you know, you have 82 games and how they drag out the playoffs, I mean, it's always been like this. I mean, I look at when the Rangers won the cup in June on June 16th and 94. I mean, you're having good hockey through the months of May and pretty much the beginning of June to where, yeah, it's a winter sport, but that's how, that's how this goes. So I'm curious to see how this sort of changes the land, the landscape of, you know, so, you know, free agency, uh, the draft, cause I mean, you're going to have, cause now, you're going to have guys that, that get drafted. The draft is going to be October 9th and 10th, I think they said. No, I'm sorry, June. Um, yeah, October 9th and 10th. Sorry. Again, I'm thinking that the season should be starting in October. Right, um, yeah. Uh, so that's when the draft is going to be. So now these guys should technically – I mean, the guys that are going to get drafted next year, depending on when the draft is, if their season doesn't start on time, they're going to have this much less time to – impress and their draft stock so it'll right. be interesting to see just how 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 that goes down and you know hopefully all this stuff with covid you look at pittsburgh has nine players that are sitting training camp out now uh osner with montreal he's sitting out uh steve camper with boston he's decided to opt out because his wife and his kid are sick with uh heart issues that can cause complications obviously and I give those guys credit. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's hard to step away from what you love and say, I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, we were all heartbroken. It wasn't just the fans that were heartbroken at the, at the break. So to see somebody have the opportunity to go back and play their favorite sport, hmm. but step away from that, that's, that's got to be the hardest decision. Exactly. And especially on a team like Boston where – Let's face it, I know we don't want to say it, and I don't want to say it, but they have a really good shot at winning a cup. I, it hurts me to say that, but you know what? I mean, with my mind, my hockey mind, yeah, that's the truth. That's why, and, and getting back to what your picks were, like my dark horse pick to win the cup is Dallas. Oh, is it? And people, people look at me like, Dallas, really? I'm like, you look at that team, and you look at you know Bishop and, and, and all those guys, I mean, you can't you can't really sleep on Dallas right now. Yeah, that I is mean, a really good pick. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and that's I was one there of the, back in the fall when we played them, and they just absolutely blew us out of the water. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so. they're a tough team. I mean, and 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 the the other thing, yeah, you say you know you were there, and and you look at you know home ice advantage, and I know we're diving into hockey right now, and and but to have someone you know a woman that likes hockey and loves it the way you do. It's 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 fun to talk to and get your take on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, there's no home ice advantage. There's no streaks. There's no, it's start from scratch. Like I'm waiting for the first games. Like the Rangers play at noon on the first, which sucks for me, of course, because I'm driving down to Tennessee. But I can't wait to see the soft goals that these goalies let in because they haven't been in a game in four months. Yeah. You shoot yeah. from the shoot from the red line. The puck goes in. You just got COVID. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it, it'll be it'll be really, really interesting to watch. I'm super excited. Uh, no fans know anything. Uh, be interesting to see how they handle the uh, the players' language. That should be interesting <laughs> on the ice. But, yes, 
you, you know, you said no home ice advantage. And uh, on Geeks Who Sports, we actually recently had Mark Friedman from the Flyers. Okay. He, he told us that they were supposed to have the East play in Edmonton and the West play in Toronto. But that's not happening. So there is a home ice advantage for both of those teams. Well, for Toronto and Edmonton, yeah, because they play yeah. in those arenas. Right. And, and, and that's... So I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how they fare because, you know, it would be interesting to see how far Toronto goes. I mean, hockey's a game of, and, and, and you know this, you take teams that, that play on their home ranks. They know the boards. They know how the boards play. They know how the ice plays. You know, they know the sight lines. They know everything. And that's, that's an advantage for those two teams. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I played hockey. I played hockey my whole life. And depending on the rink I played on, you try to get familiar with the ice. You know, is it soft ice? Is it fast ice? You know, it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's all takes a part in it. And being that it's the playoffs, <clears throat> you know, yeah, It'll I'm really be, surprised that they didn't do it the way that Mark said. Yeah, I mean, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm just excited to see you know six games of hockey a day, 52 yeah. games in 10 days. That's 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 something. I'm I'm really yeah. excited. I don't think I don't think work's going to get my uh, full attention <clears throat> during the day, and it shouldn't. And I have a question actually <laughs> to to the viewers out there who who like hockey but don't necessarily follow it. Um, and I haven't Googled anything on purpose, so I wanted to ask this here. What's the format? What the hell's going on? <laughs> All right. So, Caitlin, I'm going to yeah, let yeah. you as yeah, a guest, I'm going to yeah. let you take that. Sure. So, we are starting off with a round robin for the top four teams in each division. Um, and then from there, we have all of the bubble teams, kind of, who are going to play for a spot in the actual postseason tournament so they'll be playing five game uh series outside of the round robin and then the round robin will play for seeding and from there we'll we'll go into seven game series okay so right now the the playoff teams haven't been decided yet so there's 24 teams out of the 31 that are currently in the league that will be playing for uh for the playoffs um and the top eight will are definitely in and and then the rest are playing for a spot. Oh, okay, cool. So off the bat, you're chunking out a few of the teams in the NHL, like right off the bat, right? Like, hey, yeah. your, your, your playoff hopes are being cut. You know, you have no chance. That's it. And then from there, you have the last remaining 24, first eight guaranteed window. The rest yes. are cool. You did that very well under, under 45 seconds. That was amazing. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> well done. Yeah, no, seriously, that was great. <laughs> I studied I, it a lot, so. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, no, this is why I, I, I'd rather her than Donnie in this one. It was um, really confusing it. when they first put it out, so it took a couple times of me looking at it to actually understand it. I, the whole draft thing was confusing to me. I was trying to listen to Gary Bettman say it, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that one I didn't even try with. Uh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still disappointed at how they did it. So they, they did their, the draft lottery for the top nine teams, well, the bottom nine teams or whatever. But the first draft pick in this year's draft is decided by the eight teams that lose in the round in the uh, in the play-in tournament. So, so this round robin kind of thing is what's going to determine not the round robin. That's separate. the five-game play-in. Play-in. Yeah, the play-in. Okay. So you can have a team potentially, and 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 the like say miraculously Montreal. But let's say miraculously Montreal beats Pittsburgh, which we know it's not going to happen because we know hockey too well. But if it does, you mean to tell me a team like Pittsburgh would get the 12.5% chance 
to get the first pick in the NHL draft and draft Lafreniere and have his, that team would be ridiculous. So I, it, it, there's a lot of things that can happen in the next couple of months that can change, again, the landscape of hockey as we know it, where you, ha- you could have a team like Pittsburgh, you can have a team like Nashville, these teams that are good teams, get a first-round pick where normally they wouldn't really have a chance to obtain that. So it's really changed everything that's sure. going on. And then, and you have one more before it, because I just the play in the five, what significance is that five game play in? Uh, Caitlin, please. So, that five game play in, um, it's really the teams that were wild card teams and then the rest of the teams that were just on the bubble. So, it, it's really hard <laughs> because there were a couple teams that definitely had a shot at being in the playoffs if we were to have played the rest of the games that didn't make it because they just took the top teams from where we ended. Mm-hmm. So Buffalo, they would have made, they could have made the playoffs for the first time in nine years and they did not <laughs> because of this. Bro. That's, that's savage, man. Oof. Yeah, yeah. It's it, nuts. But they, I mean, they got to do something with it, right? Like they have to, they, I mean, this, the, I don't, I don't want to know how many meetings they must have had to figure out a format and how this one became the best one. Imagine what all the bad decisions look like if this was the one that they could come up with. <laughs> there was probably that guy that's like, all right, Harold, you're out, you're out the door. You ain't, you ain't <laughs> no, more, no more ideas from Harold for playoffs after COVID. No, I mean, I mean, it, it worked out. It worked out. So for me being a Ranger fan, it kind of worked out for me because technically at the stoppage in March, we were only one game out of a playoff spot, one point, I should say out of a playoff spot. Right. So I'm kind of happy about that. And I, I see what they kind of did where they took the teams that with the, the point percentage and, okay. and they lumped that in. I still don't think Montreal has a place there. Uh, I still don't think a team like, like Chicago has a place there. And, and I, I live right here and they're pretty much my second team that I've adopted, but and, and, and me saying that, and the, I'm going to get yelled at, but I did pick them to be Edmonton, believe it or not, in that series as a dark yeah. horse. So, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm sure we'll talk through it, and, and I'm sure, you know, Danny's, Danny's trying to learn here. Him and, his, him and his girlfriend are trying to pick it up because uh, we're oh. now – Love friends. Yeah, love hockey. I just uh, never like seriously followed it, but I mean, it's the shit. I mean, he's Cuban and from Miami. He wouldn't like hockey. <laughs> that I mean, explains it. If he was a Panthers fan, that's just a shame. <laughs> I am actually. I'm, I am a Panthers fan, and I had uh, season tickets for half a season, and then I couldn't go. But that's a long story. I was a. Se- I tried to be a season ticket holder. <laughs> oh. So, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, obviously your impressive resume in the game of hockey and things that you do in the hockey community uh, with all these organizations. I mean, insane. I mean, Blade Shades, Hockey Rewards, We Live Hockey, all that. I mean, I've heard of all those. Give us a bit of background on that. Like, how did you get involved? How did you become such a, I don't want to say a hockey enthusiast, but I will as far as wanting to work in it, understand it, pretty much be hockey because I mean, this resume is insane of the things you do in the hockey realm. So we definitely want to hear more about that. Yeah, so definitely. I actually have only been a fan since 2017, uh-huh. um, since October 2017. So not that long ago. Um, my best friend, Dave Valick, um, he got season tickets that year and told me that I just had to join him for a game. I said, I know nothing about hockey. I'm not going to be interested. You're going to have to teach me stuff. 
he regretted that so quick. Um, <laughs> I just asked questions the entire game. I asked him about equipment. I asked him about all the all of the rules. I even asked him about women's hockey. Um, he didn't know anything about women's hockey, um, but now we know that there's awesome women's hockey out there. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually I got to see this past this past spring. I went up to Connecticut with uh, Lee and Travis, and we actually got to see um, the Connecticut Whale, who are the NWHL team up there. Oh wow, that's awesome! They they play at what the XL Center right out there in Hartford. They were actually playing out of the Sound Tigers Arena. I'm oh, not in Bridgeport. Sure. Yeah, okay. Bridgeport. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that I know that arena very well. It was a special game. Like they were doing like a it was a doubleheader where Bridgeport played right after them. So or okay. Sound Tigers played right after them. Yeah, that's the Islanders farm team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, so so really I got into it pretty quickly after that. Um, I decided I had a favorite player. It was our starting goalie, Brian Elliott, that year. Um, you know, big moose. And then the next year, things kept going, and he actually took me. We went to see the um, stadium series game, which was a lot of fun. You know, I got to see Claude dangle around uh, Sid in overtime. There you go. 5-1 through Matt Murray's five hole. So, you know. She's even got the terminology down, folks. <laughs> I, I, I the dangle. I, she's got everything. I love it. I ain't got none of it, man. I'm feeling so out right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to expose myself to hockey stuff. So here I am. Go ahead. Dan, continue, Dan, continue going talking. <laughs> Danny, next time you next time you come across a Penguins fan, ask them about Matt Murray. Ask them how much okay. they like Matt Murray. Okay. Oh, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Do I'll, it. I'll do it. And what's going to happen? No, hold on. If you guys are doing stuff to get me hurt, I don't want to get hurt on these streets, <laughs> no, man. No, You're no, not going to get hurt. Somebody just might cry. What happened with Matt Murray? What's okay? Quick synopsis. Uh, Caitlin, please shut up, Donnie. They they hate him. They just they hate him. Oh, crying! Not there's not a touchy story. They're legit. Yeah, there's like legit. Just, okay. Yeah. Well, like some of them some of them like him, but a lot of the Penguins fans that I'm friends with <laughs> actually hate him. So it really the, depends on who you come across. But what's the basic story? Like his personality? Is he is he is he a no, choke? He's just he's a pylon. Yeah. Ah. Okay, targeted hatred. I got you. I don't even know. <laughs> See, it's funny that me and Caitlin are speaking in harmony right now because normally, if if it if it was any other time, I would be making fun of her for several flyers. So it's uh, okay. Yeah. So well, I guess this is like the agreed upon. Like this. Yeah, is the yeah, guy. No, okay, no, no. We agreed. We agreed. What, to, whatever brings to, you fans together. Whatever brings yeah, you fans no, together. This is this is uh this is nice. This is like an olive branch. I'm sure the, on behalf of the Rangers and the Flyers, some fans are like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But um, so I do know we live hockey pretty well. So what, what do you handle or what are you involved with with them? Yeah. So I actually, I met Lee because I'm, I'm a photographer. Um, that's okay. my art that I've started crafting over the last couple of years. Add it to the resume. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I was actually, I was at an Irish festival down in Philly, and uh, I was walking around, and I was already a pretty big fan of We Live Hockey because of Elimination Cafe. Um, uh, that's one of our videos that we, that we uh, put out there. And I was walking around the festival after the band that I was with was done, and I see Lee walking through the crowd. So I walk up to him and I introduce myself and I thank him for the content that he produces. And one thing led to another. And now I get to hang out with him and Travis and experience some really cool things. 
That's awesome. And you, I think you were telling me you met Mark Messier from that, correct? Yeah. So one of the- Super jealous, by the way. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. No. um, (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) One of the documentaries that we got to be a part of was um, for the Peconic Hockey Foundation. So they're a team out in Long Island, Eastern Long Island, and they don't have a rink. Yeah. They don't have a rink anywhere 45 minutes close to them. Mm -hmm. So they had a big golf outing to support the foundation. And uh, Messier was there. Mike Richter was there. Oh. A whole bunch of awesome, awesome people were there. So oh, that was I'm great. So fun. envious. So envious. I, uh, I worked for Delta for, I want to say, eight years, Delta Airlines, and uh, at JFK back home in uh, New York. And I met him boarding an aircraft once. And I normally don't get starstruck. I don't get anything. I've been around the Rangers my whole life. I mean, obviously, 94, everything. And it's like when I met him and I shook his hand, like I had no words. Like I was like, and and he looked at me. He was like, you're okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I just, (laughs) I've never, never like done that. He would be probably the only male person that I would melt forever. That guy is absolutely one of the nicest guys. Uh, Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I it, I I was so hoping that he would have been picked to be the coach when you know when Torts left and then when Vigneault Vin left and all them, but obviously not. I was just he's such a nice guy, so super envious that you got to meet him. I've met Richter too, funny as heck. Richter is a great personality. Yeah. Graves, Gra- I'm sure Graves was there. Uh, you know, it doesn't stick out to me. We didn't no? get an interview with him. Um, okay. so I'm he's not huge. entirely sure he's yeah. huge like charity guy like he does yeah, he, he does everything there. yeah for like the garden of dreams foundation and all that so he does everything so I don't know if he was there or not but he's another guy that's just all those guys and maybe it's because they're in my heart from 94 and in the late 90s and everything but like him and Leach and all them but yeah super super jealous that you got to like have one-on-one with 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 mess and but that's awesome though and 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 yeah, that foundation. Uh, I mean, we live hockey is a great is a great thing. I, I I've heard a lot about it, and then since I started talking to you, follow it now and, and see a lot of stuff. So I mean, the guys do a lot of great things, and, and and it's really just a great foundation. So yeah, I'm really thankful for all that they they do and all of the opportunities that they've given me. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So and then tell us a little bit about because um, I've heard of this a little bit. Blade shades. Yeah, so blade shades are hockey stick sunglasses, and that, it means exactly what you think it does. I actually have a pair with me. Um, <laughs> these are called Ice, so they're white, and they are just my favorite sunglasses. I wear them <laughs> literally everywhere, um, and you know they literally look like hockey sticks. I got to get some of those. Yeah. Those look pretty dope. I like it. I'll, I'll send you the link to them. Yeah, awesome. Please do, because anything to support any kind of hockey, Danny knows. I'll do whatever it takes. And 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 the, and the funny thing is, so my son plays hockey here. He is six, but they moved him up to U uh, eight because he was doing so well. Um, awesome. And so he's like into it now, like deep into it. And it's funny because my wife, who could give two craps about sports, period. Um, all she cares about is what Henrik Lundqvist is wearing on, on a nightly basis when he walks into the arena. She don't care about anything else. Um, 
but it's funny to see the the transformation but here in south bend hockey is not really prominent it's more basketball and notre dame and you know whatever but it's um it's hard to see because you know coming from the east coast in new york and having you know all the rinks that are there you know in suburbia and like long island and, and queens and you know, going down to South Jersey and Philly and all the teams there. And, you know, I've played against them a couple of times. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to move into that thing and, and, and to watch my son grow up into it and learn and, and to have these foundations and, and see that. And, you know, I think it's great that, that you handle a lot of stuff. Now, with Blade Shades, is there a – is it a foundation or is it, the, is it just a company that sells – yeah, so we solely sell um, hockey stick sunglasses through Blade Shades. Okay. Um, now, I've had some pretty unique experiences because of Blade Shades. I've handed uh-huh. them out to multiple flyers, and, you know, the next time that I'll see those flyers, they remember me because I've handed them sunglasses. So that has been really cool personally for me, but it's definitely something that kids love. And though we don't have a kid size, we always say that the kids will grow into them. They yeah. are adorable and they're just really great sunglasses. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to look into it, get my son to wear them. So you hand them out to the Flyers, huh? Carter Hart, huh? Oh, yeah. Carter has about four pairs that I know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's your stud right there. That's your, that's your, you guys finally found a goaltender that can uh-huh. yeah. finally, like, he's your savior. I don't, nothing against Elliot. I know. <laughs> I no, know no. I have, yeah. I have a different favorite now, but Elliot knows that he was my first favorite. So there I've met go. a lot to him, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. Carter Hart, the kid's a stud. Stud. Absolutely. Yeah, so another thing that you do to add to the list, and this is kind of how we've gotten contact, uh, you help produce or solely produce uh, a podcast called Geeks Who Like Sports. Um, tell us a bit about that because that – Kind of, and, and when I met you and I spoke to you, that kind of speaks to me because, I mean, we're both geeks. We don't, you know, we both play video games. We both like that kind of stuff. And we both like sports, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. Um, right. So that kind of speaks to, I think, a lot more people than people will admit or people think. So tell us how you got involved in that and what the, what the uh, you know, theme is behind that. Because I, I love the show. I've listened I follow you. on YouTube. I do everything. Absolutely. And uh, it, it, those guys are great. Uh, you do a great job. And uh, I was just wondering how, that, how you got involved in that and, you know, what you do exactly. So Lee, again, my friend, he is one of the co-hosts of that show. Um, yeah. Through him, I've met Ray, who is the other host of Geek Flake Sports. And it's just become something that's really fun um, for them. And I wanted to be able to contribute to it as well. So Lee says that I have a poker face um, that's just absolutely unmatched. Um, and what he means by that is I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a phone call with Roberto Clemente Jr. And when I got off the phone, I texted Lee and I said, hey, I just got off the phone with RJ. Um, he says that you... Uh, that he wants to do it this date at this time and he's like you just you call him RJ now and I was like yeah (laughs) and so you know it's like I'm able to keep calm in certain situations and that has really enabled me to be able to talk to different people 
and be able to produce the show um, in a way that I'm able to bring guests on. So that has been a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and little did you know, Caitlin has her own IMDb page. Oh. So we're talking to a celebrity. Wow. Hey, no, IMDb. Not a, not a celebrity. I, <laughs> I mean, okay, let's let's do a, a celebrity contest here. Who's closer to it? You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> if you're on that site, man, you're one step ahead. That's a big gap. I'm just on there because we put we put the podcast on there and we're able to get the producer credits, the host credits. So all three of us are on there and that's really all that is. Let's get do Donnie. Let's go. Okay. All right. Hold on. Okay. How do you do this? I'll send you guys some links on how to do that. Or I'll assist him with the application, bro. I'll do it. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about the Jersey you have on. Okay. So this is the hockey never stops Jersey. I don't know if you can see that. Hockey oh, never stops. That. That's dope. That really yeah. is dope. Back at the beginning of the shutdown, um, the guys were thinking, how are we going to continue with our product companies? And one of the other product companies that I work with is called Hockey Wraparound. I don't know if you can see that. That's that. Perfect. See that's Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So that's a sticker. But so what Hockey Wraparound does is it's a piece that goes on your stick blade so that you, it's a piece of plastic that goes on your stick blade. You can use your stick virtually anywhere without it breaking, without it wearing down. You don't have to worry about the blade wearing down at all, regardless of where you're playing. Who is this when I was younger? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so with that, we started up Hockey Never Stops. It became a hashtag on Instagram. And kids were every day sending in videos of them practicing outside. And then tagging us and tagging it or tagging Hockey Never Stops with it. And it grew into something bigger where now we have a separate channel called Hockey Rewards. And through that, we're doing other, um, other challenges for kids to earn prizes. That's awesome. Pretty I definitely have cool. to get that. Is pretty I definitely cool. have to get that information. I didn't know about that. So I can get my son involved in that because I think that would be a lot of fun because I have in my basement, I have a full-size hockey net that I make him shoot on since he hasn't been playing. He just signed up for this year because they're finally going to allow it at the beginning of September. Um, but uh, he shoots on here at least three, four times a, a, a week. I get him going because he's got, he's got to stay ready. Got to stay ready. Yeah. But no, I definitely, definitely need that information too. I'm learning all these new things. What was the name of that channel again? I really want to check it out. The one, the, the challenge one you were talking about. So that's called Hockey Rewards. Hockey Rewards. So that one, that one has been pretty cool. Right now we're at a down, downtime with it. Um, we haven't really started any challenges, any new challenges recently. Um, the Hockey Wraparound Challenge, we were giving away a wraparound every day with that until hockey came back. So I'm not entirely sure, but I think that ended on Monday. Okay. Um, and as far as hockey rewards goes, we've given away sticks. We gave away these jerseys, um, which we sold as well. They were $50 um, and all of the funds went back to COVID relief, which was really cool, but they were limited edition. So, um, but we, we did give away five of them as challenge rewards as well. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm glad that it went back to COVID relief. I think that's, that's pretty cool. We work with a, uh, the podcast and me and Danny work with a local soccer team here with the official podcast of the South Bend Lions. And they had to have their season kind of nixed. And they did a, uh, 
not inaugural game type yeah. of thing. It was, was it was, it was awesome. Was I cool. mean, it was a lot of fun. And they sold uh, tickets to the no game, and they played like 19 different teams. Didn't play, the, I should the, say. Yeah, we didn't play. And the, cool. all the money they sold the tickets for went to uh, COVID relief in the local areas of those teams and here in South Bend. So it was cool, really cool being a part of. Um, yeah, that is awesome. And I think, I think that's awesome that, that you guys did that as, uh, as well. But um, it also looks – and so what – else do you guys besides you know uh, you know geeks who like sports but you guys also cover like i've i've sat through videos of them where i've listened to them talk about you know ps5 and and gamer scores i mean you guys they talk about everything that you could think of video games everything i mean i love that i mean what what are their what are their what are they mainly hit on what are their passions because i know i also just watched their baseballs back video as well uh there's a lot so they jump around from from different uh, different topics do they have do you guys have a set um, like thing or do you guys just pick a topic and run with it whether it be you know the geek side one week and the sports side the other or is it just yeah so geeks like sports is a lot of fun because it incorporates both worlds um, each yeah. week so we really pride ourselves on being able to mash the two worlds together um, and just really bridge that conversation so we we look for when I look for a guest, I look for somebody in the sports world who has been impacted one way or another by the geek world. And we pride ourselves on being able to interview them in such a way where we don't talk mainly about the sports side of their life. We talk about the things that they never get to talk about. Um, you know, so like Ray is really, really into video games. He's worked in video games. He's worked for DC. He's been all over the place with geekdom and he's also a huge sports fan so he and lee went to went to college together in, in montclair state university and you know lee being an athlete he never really felt at home with athletes he felt at home on the ice but he really felt more at home with the geeks and so he wanted to give back to the community in that way because that's that's his passion He's definitely passionate about sports as well, but Geeks is his passion and Ray's passion is sports. So the two of them just work together so well. And we, what they really wanted to do was see that there was a community out there for it because nobody really has tried to mesh the two together. It's always been a separate conversation. That's awesome. That's great that, that they, can, they can work together on different spectrums, but both feel at home together and, and, and do their thing. And it's great that, you know, you're involved in that as well as, as the producer and you slide right in. I mean, yeah, you started out being a hockey fan in October of 2017, but man, I don't think you've looked back. So you kind of fit in, you kind of fit in perfectly. You're wearing a jersey, you got hockey stick, sunglasses on. I mean, it's more than I have and I consider myself <laughs> a hockey fan. So, I mean, that's fantastic, honestly. Uh, I mean, you can't, you can't really, you can't really beat that. And, uh, I mean, you talked a little bit earlier about the, the, the female hockey, women's hockey, I should say, yeah. and the female aspect of the game and the men's game. What, in your mind, and, and, and don't, I, I love women's hockey. I watch it in the Olympics. I think the U.S. and Canada rivalry is one of the best and hockey rivalries, and I'll lump men's and women's together in the world. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you can take Rangers, Islanders, you know, Flyers, Penguins, Montreal, Toronto, and U.S. women's and Canadian women's, in my opinion. I think they're great. But what, what do you see the growth of women's hockey in, in this country? And we'll lump Canada. We'll say North America. Where do you see that going? Because I know the actual professional women's league took a, took a step back and they kind of disbanded a bit. And they're uh-huh. looking to find ways to get back in it. But what is your take on it? As a female hockey fan, and since this is Wine Women and Sports, I'd love to get your take on that being, you know, what you do and work in hockey and how you advocate for that. Yeah. Um, so it was really unique for me to be able to go and actually see the women play. Um, it was an MWHL game. So there's two separate women's, women's leagues. Mm-hmm. There's a PWHPA, which is a professional women's hockey league. And then you have the NWHL, which is the National Women's Hockey Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two leagues are really structured quite differently. So it's my understanding that the PWHPA is more geared towards the Olympians. Um, so they're seen as they're, – they're kind of branded more throughout the country. They just went on a huge road trip across country. They sold out the Duck Stadium, um, which was huge. I believe they played in Jersey as well. Um, I I was supposed to go to that game, but I wound up having something else to do that day. And the NWHL, um, it seems like it's a lot of the girls straight out of college. Okay. So they definitely have their two separate connotations, but I love what they're doing and how they're empowering girls everywhere because, you know, as – somebody who played a female only sport it was hard for me because I was looking up to the, the men playing baseball my favorite my favorite baseball player growing up was Carlos Carlos Ruiz I wanted to emulate him constantly and if I had gotten into college softball at that age or if they had really done a better job of promoting the professional softball league that has recently become punk, mm-hmm. I think I would have felt more empowered to see myself going more places. So I really think that they have done a fantastic job of marketing this towards the girls who play hockey because, you know, you've got the girls who want to play men's because it's a higher, higher level of competition and because you get to check more and other things like that. But I think with the creation of these two leagues, it's much better because the girls can see that there is more places that they can go once their college career has ended. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always said, you know, it's, it doesn't seem fair to like, you have, he'll take softball players and, you know, women's hockey. I mean, that's just starting to pick up, but after they play in college, there's really nowhere for them to go. Yeah. And excuse me. And it's a shame because, I mean, yeah, the WNBA, so there's basketball, but where do these women that play, like, soccer, they they now have – they were actually the first professional league to start after COVID, uh, the NWPSL. So they, you know, they started first. So that's that's huge out in – I think they started out in Utah or somewhere where there's literally nobody. But, um, yeah, I mean – yeah. it's things for people like, you know, like, like you said, you have, you coached the 12 U team 
and your sister, but where do you, you know, once they keep going, what is the, what is the draw for them to continue in, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, obviously it's fun. You can get a scholarship to a good college, but what they, there really should be a thought process to how to continue this on for them. Right. And you know, it's, it's definitely interesting too, because I did get to have some conversation with some higher ups with the Connecticut whale and the girls that it's not their primary job. There's one girl that from what I remember, she was flying in for practice, but they got to practice once a week and it's a professional, it's a professional league. Could you imagine if that's how the NHL was? If, (laughs) if the guys only got to practice one day a week and live in an entirely different state so that they could work at their normal nine to five job. That's ridiculous. No, absolutely. It doesn't seem, it, it, it doesn't seem fair. And that's, that's the thing that sucks. And being a dad of a 13 year old girl who is athletic and does things like that, it's, you know, it's hard to, cause she's, she loves, you know, watching the hockey games with me. She loves watching baseball with me. I mean, I'm sure she would rather be doing something else, but she'll tolerate it. And, you know, she'd rather be playing it obviously. Um, but you know, it sucks when you, you, you tell them like, Hey, you know, you can play up until college, but after that, you yeah. know, there's nothing for you. So, you know, I mean, obviously if you play soccer, you play basketball, but I mean, there really should be. And that's something that, you know, I, I really feel, feel passionate about is, is, and, and of course it comes from me having a 13 year old daughter, but you know, pushing for something like that. That's why I wanted to do this. That's why, you know, I created this podcast, not just solely for this, but I wanted to have this segment because I feel that the women's side of sports should be heard. And I don't think it's heard enough. Yeah, and it's I really those, appreciate that. Yeah. And, I, and it's one of those things where it really, it, it, it's really no, I mean, yeah, there's a difference, but it shouldn't be. Right. So I, it, it's, it's just, you know, just one of those things. To back that up, I'm not sure how it is with any other team. Um, like I said, I just caught that um, talking to somebody from the whale. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if that's across the NWHL, if that's just a special case um, for that player on the whale. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it's, it is sad. I, I know, you know, talking to my team, they all want to play in college. And like you said, where do you go after that? Yeah. I'm, I'm here now and I'm 23 and I, I miss the game so much. And yeah. I've got people telling me on Facebook, just go play men's league, go, go play, go play slow pitch. I, you know, I don't want to lose my ability to hit a fastball. I, I don't want that. I, my sophomore year of college, I went 97 at bats without a strikeout. I don't want to lose that ability. You know, that's awesome. Thank you. You should sign her up for the Lipper team. I, I'm, I was about <laughs> to stay, man. We could have used that, man. Yeah. I mean, there were some games that were close. I bet you would have been that hit that brought us home. But no, you had me up there to bat instead. That was your mistake. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do. So, I'm, I mean, tell us a little bit, and, and, and we spoke about this earlier, uh, you and the guys over at uh, Geeks Who Like Sports, the, uh, the business recovery checklist. Yeah, so that's actually the guys from Wraparound and Blade Oh, Shoes. it is? Yes. Okay. Sorry about um, that. No, Sorry it's not, not a big deal. <laughs> so they, because of the hockey rewards and hockey never stops, they fared very well during the pandemic. 
they were able to continue doing what they were doing outside and even greater because of the success that they found online. Okay. So Business Recovery Checklist is a book that they wrote in two weeks, the three of them, um, Matt Eastman, Lee Elias, and Travis Bowman. They wrote it in two weeks, and they are offering it for free um, to anybody who owns a business and would like to, needs help, really, um, recovering in this post-pandemic landscape that we're about to face. So, yeah, it's, I'm really excited for it. Next week, we're starting our free training. So we're actually doing an entirely free coaching through the book to help those businesses get the most value out of the book that we're providing to them for free. So That's awesome. That goes a long way, especially, like you said, post-pandemic or hopefully post-pandemic. Um, you know, in a world where you have small business, like we have a lot of small businesses here in South Bend that we're actually friends with. Luckily, you know, a barber shop has a place, but there might be other small businesses that, you know, they just started and they got to close down and it's hard. It's really, yeah. But you know, there is a way to recover and come out of it with a running start. And they've really written the manual for that. It's, it's a must read for any business going out, coming out of this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely would, would check that out. If you are a small business, uh, you know, we'll put the link in the description of this episode and and definitely have that, definitely have that handy. And there was a couple other things that I think you wanted to talk about as far as books are concerned. Oh yeah. So Lee, um, like I said earlier, he wrote win, um, and that's building the team bond. And then his other book is called how to, um, think like a fan, how to think like a fan. So that's, the, those three books are definitely books that I recommend for anybody out there. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely check those out. We'll definitely put the links in the descriptions uh, to check all that out. Also, for geeks who love sports, geeks who like sports. Geeks who like sports. But like RJ, sports. Roberto Clemente, did write it as geeks who love sports on LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. So I made so. the same mistake your buddy RJ did. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been awesome. Uh, we were so happy to have you, uh, and, and shed light on some, some, you know, women in sports stuff, drinking your peach cider, not wine. I don't drink Danny. I didn't have drinks for you. Sorry. He tricked me into that, by the way, oh. that was, that was part of the deal. That's, so I'm, I'm a little, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. That's a harsh lie. Oh. That's harsh. That's oh. harsh. That's fine. It's fine. It's a, he's a New Yorker. You know what do you expect? Oh. Okay, here we go. Gang up on the New Yorker. That's right. It's okay. It's hey, fine. East Coast, baby. East yeah, Coast, baby. I'm staying hey, at the end of the day. I'm on your region. East Coast. Yeah, you're That's a- all right. I'll make sure that Ray comes on, comes and sees you soon, Donnie. He's a New Yorker as well. There we go. There See, I go. need, I need some camaraderie all in this right. place. Man. He's a Rangers right. fan too. So. All right. I can't, 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 can't go wrong that way. But, but Caitlin, again, thank you so much. Definitely check out geeks who like sports. I'll put the link in the description as well. That's Caitlin's work. Caitlin, thank you so much. You're awesome. Thank you guys. Seriously. Take care of yourself, and we will definitely be in touch. That's Have a great, great night, and enjoy your peach cider. Thanks. Have a great one, guys. Thank you so much again. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.